Welcome to today's episode of the Speak to the Rod podcast with Chuck and Chris. Welcome to today's epi- episode, and uh, we're continuing our conversation with our special guest, uh, Pastor Czar Lara from uh, Pastor here in Lubbock, Texas. We're in West Texas and excited to have this special episode, and he's been sharing a lot of truths and a lot of, I'll call it golden truths, uh, golden nuggets of truth and, and things that uh, really encourage us. And I know Christy and me, we are being very encouraged by your testimony, by your life, uh, your wife, Suki, and their kids. And that's what I, I want to talk about a lot, uh, some of that today. Uh, I know you've been a Christian for over 30 years, been in ministry for over 30 years. But let me ask you a question today. Okay. Why do you got into ministry? What was what was the, the why why you started why you became a pastor? What what, what happened to you? Oh <laughs> uh, well, I think uh, I'm like probably most of the people that uh, end up probably in ministry. You know, you were called, of course, and I didn't. I, I we didn't. I didn't know a whole lot about how the calling works or anything like that. Because when you're young. Uh, you're not really, I mean, you don't know a whole lot of stuff like that, but, uh, I did, we, we started off just by really just loving God, uh, fell in love with Jesus with, I mean, you, you fall, you, when you fall in love with God, I don't think that you can fall in love just halfway. You, you, cause he says the only way we can love God is with all our heart, with all our soul, all our mind. So, that happened to us. It happened to me and my wife. We literally fell in love with God the way God wants us to. And I think that that he he clearly says that the only way to love God is that way. And there is no other way. And if and if folks uh, fall in love with God uh, any other way, it's not I don't think that God it, it, it's almost like you 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 connect it in the wrong socket. You're not going to connect to God. So so when I, when we fell in love with God that way, um, immediately it, it became so, so crazy. It became, uh, it became a, a, a moment of, uh, of just wanting to be around God, wanted to be in God, wanted to be in the word, wanted to, you know, just wanted to be at church. I mean, that's the kind of love that the Bible talks about in the book of revelations that becomes your first love, right? Yeah. So, uh, so I just felt, I don't know, you know, I felt a drawing to God's word and did not feel a drawing to preach. That was, uh, later on that happened and, and, uh, and it, and I didn't want to do it, uh, brother Chuck, I didn't want to preach. I didn't want to be a part of any of that, but, uh, you know, God called us, um, through, uh, different ways, but one of them was through my son. My son got sick during that time that, that we were being called and, uh, my son got sick and, uh, and lo and behold, uh, here I am talking to God, me and my wife were saying, well, maybe this is God, maybe it's not. And lo and behold, yes, you know, uh, I went to God and I said, okay, Lord, if you're calling us to the ministry, then I, 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 I just begging you for my son. My son was healed. And so that, that prompted a, a, a whole another segment and relationship with God even deeper ended up here in Lubbock to do ministry not I didn't come here to be a pastor I ended up here to to be to come and help a ministry uh and we ended up uh uh pastoring a church 
at a very young age, and uh, and we haven't looked back since. Oh wow! Yeah, it's amazing. So that's kind of how it happened. And I know I mentioned that in, in another episode about you and and Pastor Suki because you guys uh, are an example to me and Christy because it's not only you. Uh, that are leading the church, but it's also your your kids, and I know uh, they're they're part of the youth group. They are the, yes. uh, the worship, and I'll, yeah. I'll be honest with you. Now I'll say this: I I know I travel to a lot of churches, and I travel to a lot of countries, and there's something very special uh, at your church during worship. I know it's a it's a great church, but <laughs> during worship, man, it's amazing, and and yeah. it's really really encouraging for me uh, to see your kids involved, and I think. Is there a secret for that? Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what happened with my children. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be just flat honest with you. This is exactly what happened when the Lord, when we moved to Lubbock, and the Lord, you know, uh, was 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 launching me into into uh, pastoralship and into more deeper ministry. You know, I had a. I went to God and I said, "Okay, Lord, you know, I you I've, I'm I'm I was kind of like Abraham, you know, just following God and then still questioning and still doubting God, but I was still on the journey. I was still on the journey, and I came to a point where I was, you know, we we felt that God was calling us to deeper ministry. Well, I I, I had to go to God and I said, "Okay, Lord, you know, I I'll, I'll do anything. I'll go anywhere you want me to go. I'll do anything you want me to do. I mean, it doesn't matter." But I just, I'm asking you one thing, and this is all I'm going to ask you. I felt like Gideon at that time, you know, but I'm asking you one thing. I know I shouldn't be, but I'm going to ask you. Uh, as long as my family uh, comes along with me and serves God, I, I'll, I'm, go, I'm good. Because I'm not, I, what good is it going to be for me to be telling everybody about Christ if my own family, if I'm not being successful in my own family? And I felt the Lord give me a green light on that. Well, later on, you know, they were little. They were they were like real little when I when I when I asked the Lord to do that. And uh, you know, later on in life, all the all that was fulfilled because you know my my uh, my my children, Jessica. It kind of started with Jessica, and she started singing. And I as I would I would travel and evangelize sometimes. I was in Wisconsin, actually, Sheboygan, Wisconsin, uh, and we were traveling to Sheboygan, Wisconsin by car. And uh, on the way up there, she started singing. And uh, so that's how, uh, you know, when we got there, I was I was going to preach uh, there at a church in Sheboygan. And I asked her, and she, I think she was probably, I don't know, maybe four years old, something like that, five. She was little. And I said, would you like to accompany me to sing a song and to sing that song you were singing in the car? And she agreed, and that was the first time that she got up on a stage and 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 you know did that for the Lord. Well, through that, I, I began to see that God had called her and anointed her, and the anointing got stronger. And then all of a sudden, you know, here comes uh, my my other children. They started coming up. My oldest daughter uh, was so anointed by God, not to, not necessarily to sing or to do, but she was, she was going to school at an early age and, 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 and just wreaking havoc with teachers and, and everyone talking to everybody about Christ. So I saw immediately how God was, was, uh, each one of them, he was giving them an anointing. And as they started growing up, 
uh, more and more, they started getting, you know, into their teenage years. And then they started helping in the ministry and they started helping by just doing little things. My son began to play guitar and sing. And then Jessica was singing. And then my youngest began to sing too. And, and my oldest, she's always been involved in administration. So, so I want to backtrack for a second because I don't, I don't know if anybody remembers or you might remember Joel Olstein's father. Remember Joel mm-hmm. Olstein? I can't think his name was John Olstein. I can't remember his name, but but I I was so blessed one time to hear and this is where that came from because I saw uh an episode one time on on his television show where his all his family was involved in ministry. And yes. matter of fact, Joel was was a cameraman. Yeah. And so all the rest of his family was involved in church. So I, I, that's why I had, I, that's where I got the guts to tell God, okay, Lord, if you did it for him, you can do it for me. There you go. And that's where I got that, that insinuation to even ask the Lord to do that. And, and, uh, and it came to pass. And, and I've told you before, I've told other, other people before, I'm the most, uh, blessed, person in the whole wide world when it comes to my watching my children do ministry along with me my son uh he's a uh you know worship leader plus he helps me as a an executive pastor at the church and then he's also uh he works with the youth and then uh uh Jessica uh of course you know carries a powerful tremendous anointing as a vocalist I know she's a psalmist because she every time she sings uh, there's been times that all she does is sing and, and I'm on the ground already crying, mm-hmm. you know, because the anointing is so strong. Abigail, the same way, you know, uh, they've all now they're all grown up. They got they're married. Now their and, grandkids are helping. Now, the church. And now <laughs> and now their grandkids yeah, are, are part of the media, the video, it's all awesome. the cameras. They and it's just I'm I'm just I'm blessed to see that because you, uh, you're right. You know, you, I don't know because I don't look around too much, but you know, I, I'm just blessed to know that every Sunday I got, uh, not only a, a church of people that are, you know, we're strangers, but I got my whole family there yeah. serving God. Your and it's family. just, it's just amazing. Yeah, your family and your church family. And I know that you mentioned some of the, some of your story and ch- some of your backstory, but I think it's important uh, I, I read one of uh, one of the, my favorite books, and I want to give this book recommendation. It's called Surviving the Anointing by David Ravenhill. You can read it. You can find it. It's called Surviving the Anointing. And there's so many peop- uh, principles that he talks about how to manage when God wants to use you and he, he calls you to do something. He can be a pastor. He can be an evangelist. But one of the chapters, he talks about family. And I know that's something very important. We got here to Lubbock yesterday, and we had a great dinner. We have a seafood <laughs> boil, uh, Louisiana style, and all your kids, grandkids were here. So it's something that you don't only preach, but we can see it day to day, and we appreciate that, Pastor. And going back to the conversation we have in the last episode, when you talk about purpose, uh, when the Holy Spirit came upon the disciples in the upper room, you mentioned that they started speaking in other tongues, and those tongues were understood by people who came from other places of the world. And and we talk about these uh, before before we started recording. And we talk about, and you mentioned Matthew twenty four when it talks about the end times. Yes. What was the What was the sign that Jesus said? 
is this is gonna happen and then it's gonna be the end yeah and that and that's that his gospel his word would be preached throughout the whole entire world to the whole nation absolutely and, and when 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 the Holy Spirit came upon these young or well these 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 disciples the 120 in the upper room they started sharing other tongues and they were sharing basically the goodness of God they were glorifying God and everybody can understand and that's exactly when we can see because when 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 we I'm gonna go back Acts chapter one it says you you shall receive power you should be my witness and you shall preach this message to the ends of the earth. Yes, and and that's and I think that's that's other that's other aspect that I want to talk in this episode about you and your church. You're a missions oriented church. Yes, we are. Can you talk about that? Why are you missions oriented? Why, why do you think it's so valuable for people, and especially pastors and people, to be involved in missions? I think that's the purpose of the church. I mean, that's if you don't if you're not if you're not uh, if you don't have a love for the lost. Then you you you've missed the whole purpose of what God intended church to be. It, it, it we again we've westernized our churches today, and we think you know when we think of church, we think of an air conditioner, air conditioned uh, sanctuary, beautiful. You walk in there, and and that's good. It's good to have all that, but but I think that the mission and the purpose of the church was not necessarily to be cooped up in a in a building. Because that's what we've done. We've gathered, you know, right now we got people, you know, joining these big mega churches. I have nothing against mega churches. I think it's great. If you have a mega church, praise God, more power to you. But I think that it's a it's a breeding ground for people uh, to go hide and, and not be relevant anymore as, as disciples. You know, we see that all the time. You know, they're they're they you go you go to these big churches and you you join in there and you hide in there that's basically what they're doing it's a hideout you know because because god wants us to be relevant god wants us to be disciples witnesses and 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 we've been you know we at the church has not been producing disciples the church has been producing just people that join a church which, members. Yeah, they we call them members it's not even it's not even a a, a biblical term because when when God is using the term member in the in the Bible, he's referring to a body part. And if you're referring to a body part, then you have a use. You have a function. Yeah. So in order for you to be even a part of to refer to reference yourself as a member of the body, then that means you have a purpose. You have a use. I don't think I have an arm and I never use it. If I have an arm, I'm going to use it, yep. you know, or, or a foot or whatever. So, so we've, we've done a disservice in this time that we live in, uh, that, that it's so awful because we see the purpose and the mission being missed again, like we talked about. And, and we've got to get back to, to preaching the gospel. The gospel. Simplify it again. Let's simplify the message and tell people that Jesus. Uh, and go look for the lost. Yeah, you know, look for the lost. Get hit the streets, man. I mean, how many people want to hit the streets anymore? You know, we talk about this all the time. You know, I, I'm going to tell you right now. You know, I'd rather. I, I'm one of my greatest joys, Chuck, is hitting the streets, going out there and just knocking on doors. Or, or going out to the homeless and and yep. hugging some folks and telling them that Jesus loves them. I get more satisfaction out of that 
than I do anything else in ministry. Now, all of it's needed. We all need everything that has that ministry offers. But but I, I look at some folks today and I'm not putting anybody down, but, you know, there's people today that they don't want they they don't want to do nothing. All they want to do is just the little the most less that they can do and get away with yep. and and still say I'm I'm relevant. And I don't think we can do that. You no, know. I know you. I know there's uh, you do uh, crusades for the homeless. That's I was gonna mention that, and you know missions overseas, missions in Mexico, different parts of the world. And I know there's you say something is really important. People are hiding their talents, and we know the parable of Jesus when he said, you know, that one day the owner is gonna come and is gonna ask you, what do you do with your talent? And everybody, and I'm gonna tell this, everybody has at least one talent. The parable is one have five, three, but at least one. God yeah. gave you a purpose. God gave you a talent. What are you gonna do with it? Don't hide it. Don't right. put it on the ground. But and 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 one of one of the things that uh, we talk about that earlier too is that not and, and you as a pastor and, and and I want you to give this advice to other leaders and pastors. A lot of times and and I'm and I'm not putting blame on anybody, but a lot of times people leap churches. Because they don't feel the opportunity to develop their gifts and talents. And you say something you need to give people opportunity, especially young people. And I know you do that. And I want you to talk about that. Why is it important for you to give opportunity to young people? Well, if we don't, if we don't uh, give the opportunity, then, then who is going to give them an opportunity? And that's the, that's the question. You know, we, you know, we as preachers and ministers and pastors, again, I go back to the selfishness. You know, there's pastors that say, well, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't share my pulpit with anybody. Well, I want to tell you right now, that's not your pulpit. That's God's pulpit. There you go. And that's, that's the mentality that we got to understand that this, it's like, it's like, how do we do church? And everybody has an opinion, but nobody asks God, you know, (laughs) how, how does, what does God think about, you know, how we should do church? Well, I think that that's you. You have to have an unselfish spirit, and if we don't give these young people the opportunity, like young and upcoming ministers, I just we just had a Brandon, my son-in-law. You know, he just preached for the very first time in our church not too long ago. A young man, he's an up-and-coming young man, uh, about to finish uh, his bachelor's degree here at Texas Tech. And hopefully he's going to go into law. That's what he's saying. And and I told him to hurry up because I need a lawyer. Praise God. And uh, but uh, but uh, we have up and coming. My son, you know, he's 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 a teacher, mathematics teacher here. And we got those kinds of if we have those kinds of young people. And I, I have a young guy that I haven't uh, I had a, get, given him an opportunity. His name's Ben Ben Flores. He's he's a uh, he's a uh, one of my pastors uh, one of my pastors uh, uh, son. And, uh, and when I, you know, he, he's an up, and when we allow these guys to, to, to have that kind of platform, to me, that's like, you know, giving somebody an opportunity on the team. And I am a person that I'm into, I want to see, I want to see you succeed. And that's my, that's my, that's my, I, I, I love to see these young guys and I don't care if they get up there and preach better than I do. That's what I want. I want them to be better than me. The Bible says that we should want each other. We should look at each other always 
and in a way that I look at you to be better than me. And yeah. that's an unselfish spirit. And, and, and we got folks today, man, that they hog their pulpits. They hog their churches. They hog their positions. You know, it's almost like no one's allowed here. You know, there's a circle here and no one's allowed. And we, and we're missing this younger generation. We're not giving them an opportunity. We got young preachers that probably have so much potential. But yet they're sitting somewhere in a chair and they're not. And I and I know some people are going to say, well, they need to go through seminary and they need to go through this and that. And and again, I go back. I agree. Let's let's get educated on God's word. I, I, I believe all that. But I also believe that that as pastors, we need to open that forum for them. And and the greatest way to learn is not just. Uh, it's in some school. The greatest way to learn is to get thrown in there. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, uh, you know, my son didn't know how to swim, and I pushed him in a swimming pool one time, and that's how he learned how to <laughs> swim. And 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 he'll tell you that he says, you know, he says, I thank God, and I th- I thank God that there are still men that are wanting to raise this younger generation and giving them give them an opportunity to do ministry in churches. When you know? Jesus, when, when he was in this earth, a, a couple of times in this, in the gospels, he shared, he sent his disciples yeah. two by two. He said, now you go. And they were like, what are we supposed to do? And you know, and, and that, I think that's God's heart. God's heart is always to, to prepare the next one. And, and you know, God is a God of generations. You know, he's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob or Israel. So he always was looking to, a generation to come and bless the next generation. And actually, and you read the, the Old Testament, you will talk, you will hear that God is always referring something from generation to generation, from generation to generation. Yes. So there has to be that connection. And I appreciate you and your wife because you are truly people that are connecting with the next generation. Uh, the church is a lot of young people are being attracted. You want to bring young people to your church? You had to have young people sharing the gospel. That's the, I mean, they, they, they want right. to relate to that. You know, they, they want to hear your wisdom, but they also want to hear, you know, young people being used by the Lord. So I, I really appreciate that. And, you know, I'm, I'm here because somebody gave me an opportunity. I think we right. all here and we, let's not forget that we are here because somebody believe in us. And I want to say this to young people. Uh, Pastor Sar, myself, and I know there's others that we believe in you. I, we believe this is your time. We believe this is this is the season that you need to raise up. This is the this is a time for young people to raise up, Pastor. Well, there's you no know, other way. You know, Paul Paul tells Timothy, you know, uh, let no one despise your youth. And uh, you know, there's lots of Timothys out there that that are ready. You know, they're ready, and they just they just need a Paul in their life and someone to just encourage them, you know, and I just, uh, I just thank the Lord for this podcast. And I, I do want to encourage folks to continue to listen, to watch. And I do thank my wife. Uh, we've been married 37 years. She's sitting over here and, uh, she always, she's my biggest amen corner, uh, in church and, and even outside of church, believe it or not, praise God. But, uh, we're just so happy Chuck for, to have known, you and and your family, Christy, and and your children, y'all y'all are a beautiful family. We we love you guys. We we also look look so you know we we're so thankful to God that y'all do ministry together and y'all go to Europe together and you, your your children are involved in ministry and so you know they're out there doing you know all kinds of stuff and you know uh, doing whatever it takes to to spread the gospel and that's amazing. 
Thank that's you. that's awesome. And I, I would just pray that more people get into that spirit. And we, that's what we're going to need. And we need it a lot in these last days. Thank you. We need the church to just open up and, you know, let's let's tell people about Jesus because he is the way, the life and the truth. And so well, thank you so much for their words. And we 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 believe it. We receive it. And we appreciate you and your family, your church. And I uh, appreciate everybody listening to today's episode and just just Continue to listen. Continue to serve God. Seek Him. Don't let the fire on the altar go away. Just keep bringing the fire to the altar. Young people, seek Him with all yes. your heart. This is the time to seek the Lord with all your time. Get into the Word of God. That don't, don't matter what other people say. You go into the Word of God. You pray. And you know when you are sincere and you ask the Lord, reveal yourself to me, He will. So thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Thank you so much. Thank Pastor you. Sean. God bless.